0: Hello, this is Diksha from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 25th of December. A very Merry Christmas to all our listeners. This festive season, you can be the Santa for free press because every time you buy a News Laundry Christmas hamper for yourself or your loved ones, you don't just get very cool merchandise but a giftable News Laundry subscription. Spread the light of factual news go to newslaundry.com and check out our christmas offer under the xmas hamper tab india recorded over 7100 new cases of covid-19 and 387 linked deaths in the last 24 hours the total covid tally stood at over 3 crore 47 lakh while the death toll rose to 479520 the health ministry said this morning that the national tally of coronavirus cases linked to the omicron variant has risen to 415 while 115 people have recovered from the new variant. The most number of Omicron cases have been reported in Maharashtra, with 108 cases, followed by Delhi with 79. The centre said yesterday that upon analysis of 183 Omicron cases, it was revealed that 91% of those who contracted the variant were fully vaccinated against COVID-19, while three of them had received booster shots. The government added that 70% of those infected were asymptomatic. The central government announced this morning that it will send multidisciplinary teams to 10 states reporting high number of Omicron cases and having lesser vaccination coverage. Some of the states are Kerala, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu and Karnataka. In Uttar Pradesh and Haryana, the state governments have announced night curfews from 11pm to 5am in view of rising Omicron cases. In order to avoid spikes in daily COVID cases, the Delhi government has directed that the Sarojini Nagar market operate on an odd-even basis on the weekends. The Tamil Nadu government has come out with a set of new instructions in response to the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. Individuals with recent history of international travel, healthcare professionals with COVID-19 symptoms and patients with severe acute respiratory illness all need to be tested under the new guidelines. Besides, A locality with even one case of overseas travellers testing positive for Omicron will be considered a containment zone in a city or municipality in Tamil Nadu. The Maharashtra government also put in place fresh COVID restrictions as the state reported its highest spike in infections in two months with over 1,400 cases on Friday. The government banned gatherings of more than five people in all public places between 9pm to 6am. Globally, COVID 19 has infected more than 280 million people so far, claiming the lives of more than 5.37 million. Reuters reported that commercial airlines around the world cancelled more than 4,500 flights over the Christmas weekend amid the rise in COVID 19 infections driven by the Omicron variant. Thousands of holiday travelers faced disappointment as airline carriers globally cancelled at least 2,401 flights on Friday or on Christmas Eve, according to the flight tracking website FlightAware.com. Today, the website showed that over 1,700 Christmas Day flights were cancelled globally, along with 402 more scheduled for Sunday. The Jammu and Kashmir police said that two suspected militants were killed in a gunfight with the armed forces in the Union Territory's Shopian district this morning. The names of the suspected militants have not been disclosed, but authorities claim that they are linked to the Lashkar-e-Taiba terror group. PTI quoted an unidentified official as saying that the security forces conducted a cordon and search operation in Chopian's Chaugam this morning after receiving information about the presence of militants. According to the police official, the suspected militants opened fire on security personnel resulting in a shootout. The Hindustan Times reported yesterday that security personnel in the Nag district killed a suspected militant who they said was a member of the terrorist organization Hezbollah Mujahideen. In Burgaam, two people were detained on suspicion of being linked to Lashkar-e-Taiba. Speaking of this, I'd like to recommend you to read a report by Ryan Nakash on Newslaundry.com. He details how reporters in Kashmir are increasingly facing pressure from the authorities in the Union Territory to use strong vocabulary against militants. The handouts and press notes issued by the Jammu and Kashmir administration have allegedly been compelling newspaper editors to use the term terrorist instead of militants. And despite protests from the news staff, editors often succumb to the administration's demand. To know how Kashmiri journalists, who don't just report on conflict but live through it, are manoeuvring their way through this, read Ryan's detailed report on Newslaundry.com. It is titled, Kashmir's press is being forced to replace militant with terrorist. It's dangerous. Listeners, I'd like to remind you that unfiltered, factual and accurate news has to face certain pressures. Sometimes, it's the political dynamics of the region, while other times, it is tools like advertisements that can beat journalism into compliance. News media that functions on the advertisement model is largely dependent on government and private advertisements to stay afloat which often means that it ends up not reporting what is inconvenient for its advertisers. Case in point, the full-page ads in all major newspapers and the wall-to-wall coverage on news channels about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's inauguration of the Kashi Dham Corridor in UP. Only one newspaper managed to show the other side of the picture, talking about those who lost their land in the PM's pet project. This is why, here at News Laundry, we run on a public-funded revenue model. All our work is powered by our subscribers and not advertisers. So, if you want to join the community that keeps fair and factual journalism alive, become a subscriber today. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Pay to keep news free. The News Minute reported today that a Hindu right group disrupted Christmas celebrations at a school in Karnataka on Thursday. Members of a Hindutva outfit stormed into the Nirvana English High School in Karnataka's Mandya district on December 23rd, demanding that the teachers stop the Christmas festivities. Purported videos of the incident circulated online. One of them showed a member of the Hindu Rite group asking the school staff if they will allow wearing a saffron shawl over the shoulder. The video showed members of the Hindutva group barging into the school premises and asking the principal whether they will hang a portrait of Lord Shiva or Goddess Saraswati, in the school. One of the men was also heard directing the principal to celebrate Ganesh Chaturthi on the school premises. Local police said that a complaint has not been filed yet, but they have warned the members of the Hindutva group for disrupting the festivities at the school. The principal of the school, Kanika Francis Mary, said that the men also accused the school of carrying out religious conversions. She added that most of the students in the school were Hindu and no conversions were taking place. NDTV quoted the principal as saying that the school holds Christmas festivities each year. However, this year they were initially called off due to COVID-19, but a small celebration was held on the insistence of the students. After one person died and six got injured in a blast in the Ludhiana court in Punjab on Thursday, the Punjab police said today the suspected bomber was a former policeman who wanted to scare judges and lawyers as he was facing charges in a drug case. Gagandeep Singh, the suspect, was killed in the explosion. He was a head constable who was fired from the force in 2019 after being arrested for his alleged involvement in drug trafficking. He was released in September this year after serving two years in prison. Punjab DGP Siddharth Chattopadhyay told reporters today that Gagandeep was said to appear in court regarding the drug case against him and he devised a scheme to scare the judiciary. The DGP added that the former chief constable was assembling the bomb in a court restroom when it went off. The police are uncertain about where Gagandeep got the material to make the improvised explosive device or IED. The Indian Express reported that the explosion caused a water pipe to burst, washing away some residual explosives that could have come in handy as vital clues in the police investigation. The police have detained two friends of Gagandeep and his brother for questioning and a laptop has been seized from his residence. On Thursday, the day of the explosion in the district court, Punjab Chief Minister Charanjeet Singh Channi had blamed quote-unquote anti-national forces for the incident. He added that the investigation in the bombing would be linked to the investigations in the sacrilege attempt at the Golden Temple and the FIR registered against Shiromani Akali Dal leader Bikram Singh Majithia who was named in a drug smuggling case. 16 people died as a boat carrying migrants capsized in the Aegean Sea in Greece on Friday. This is the third incident this week involving accidents of boats ferrying migrants in the Greek waters. The death toll from all the three incidents stood at 30. Greece is one of the main routes into the European Union for migrants and refugees coming from Africa, the Middle East and beyond. The Guardian reported that the sinkings came as migrant boats increasingly use a risky route from Turkey to Italy, which avoids Greece's heavily patrolled eastern Aegean islands that were at the forefront of the country's migration crisis. The vessel that capsized was carrying 80 people. 62 of them were rescued on Friday. The Athens News Agency reported that bodies of 12 men, 3 women and an infant were recovered from the area where the incident took place. Five Coast Guard patrol boats, nine private vessels, a helicopter and a military transport plane conducted search-and-rescue missions through last night for more survivors. Earlier on Thursday, 11 people died after a sailboat struck a rocky islet over 200 kilometres south of Athens, near the island of Antikythera. The Coast Guard said on Friday that 52 men, 11 women and 27 children were rescued in a search mission. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day and a good night wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent